This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This is episode 87 entitled, Does the Gospel of Matthew Portray Jesus as a Heavenly Angel? The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. I hope this podcast has helped you to start those very important conversations. Those are the two most important persons in the universe, God and Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Dustin Smith. As always, I am your host. If this is your first time to the podcast, I want to welcome you and encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and so that you can check out our previous episodes. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for listening to us and being a supporter of the podcast. Having spent the last three episodes exploring how angels function as representative agents of the one true God throughout the Hebrew Bible, we observed that there were several parallels in how the New Testament regards Jesus Christ as the one sent by the true God. It is reasonable to ask if Jesus, like the angelic emissaries of the Hebrew Bible, can represent God by bearing his name, speaking on his behalf, and legally functioning as his authorized representative. On a slightly related note, it is prudent to explore whether early Christians regarded Jesus as a heavenly angel. Do the New Testament writers depict Jesus as one among the heavenly host? Could Jesus be, as the second century apologist philosopher turned Christian Justin Martyr argued, the angel of the Lord from the Old Testament. Several million Jehovah's Witnesses in our modern era similarly conclude that Jesus was an archangel in heaven before becoming human, and he resumed his identity as an archangel at his resurrection. Of course, the biggest obstacle to suggesting that Jesus is or was a heavenly angel is the requirement of the Jewish Messiah, according to multiple writers of the Hebrew Bible, and confirmed by the authors of the New Testament, that he had to be a lineal human descendant from King David. The prerequisite of Davidic descent has not stopped interpreters from finding curious ways of forcing a non-human Jesus sometimes an angel, and sometimes God himself, into the human race, all with unsatisfactory results. This episode of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast will begin our exploration into the New Testament documents to see if they regarded Jesus of Nazareth as an angelic being. Our initial inquiries will delve into the four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, before turning to Acts, Paul, and the rest of the New Testament. Now, before we get started, 
I feel that it is prudent to define one's terms. When we are asking whether the New Testament authors regarded Jesus as an angel, I mean one of the heavenly host of angels, potentially an archangel or even an angel of the Lord. I am not asking whether the New Testament authors regarded Jesus as a human messenger, sometimes translated from angelos, the Greek word for angel, either human or heavenly. This episode and the subsequent shows are interested in whether Jesus is a heavenly angel. So that is what I will mean when I use the term angel in reference to Jesus. We will begin our exploration by looking at the Gospel of Matthew, a writer who speaks of Jesus and angels together in about a dozen verses. So let's begin. Our first point today is looking at the angels and Jesus at his birth. I'm going to read two passages from Matthew chapter 1 within the birth narratives of Matthew. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20 and Matthew chapter 1 verse 24. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been begotten in her is of the Holy Spirit. That's Matthew 1.20. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. That's Matthew 1, verse 24. So what we can see here is the first interaction between an angel with Jesus within the Gospel of Matthew. And it involves an unnamed angel of the Lord announcing to Joseph that Jesus was begotten in the womb of Mary. This, of course, indicates clearly that the child, Jesus, was brought into existence and therefore could not have literally preexisted the moment of his conception. Furthermore, there is no indication that Jesus is this angel of the Lord or that the angel of the Lord became the conceived child in Mary's womb. Matthew makes sure that they are unambiguously distinct. And this will be important because Matthew's gospel not only begins by having the angel of the Lord announce the miracle involving Jesus, but also it's going to conclude with having an angel of the Lord announce a miracle involving Jesus, namely his resurrection. Moving on, I want to look into chapter 2 after Jesus has already been born. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, and then verses 19 through 20. Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. That's Matthew 2, 13. But when Herod died, 
Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 through 20. So, after Jesus was born, this angel of the Lord remains distinct from the young infant Jesus. The two are never confused with one another. In other words, this angel of the Lord appears before Jesus was born and continues to appear after Jesus was born. In both occurrences, the angel of the Lord is distinct from Jesus, and Matthew never confuses the two. There is no indication based on the birth narratives within the Gospel of Matthew that Matthew wants his readers to understand that the angel of the Lord is Jesus. Our second point today is looking at the angels belonging to the Son of Man. There are four passages in the Gospel of Matthew to where the Son of Man is described along with or possessing angels. I'm going to read all four of them together. The first one's going to be in Matthew chapter 13, verse 41, which says, The Son of Man will send forth his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness. That's Matthew 13, 41. For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and will then repay every man according to his deeds. Matthew 16, 27. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory, and he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. Matthew 24, verses 30 through 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Matthew 25, 31. Those four passages again are Matthew 13, 41, 16, 27, 24, verses 30 through 31, and 25 verse 31. Matthew appears to have four sayings of Jesus involving the Son of Man and angels that belong to him or accompany him. They are never confused with one another. The distinction is always maintained. And of course, the Son of Man, for those who needed a reminder, is a human being rather than being one of the heavenly angels. So in the four passages where the Son of Man is described with angels, the distinction is always maintained in that it is the human Son of Man who is accompanied with members of the angelic host. Not only are they distinguished, but also their identities are distinct. Our third point today is looking at the angels and the temptation of Jesus. I'm going to read two verses out of Matthew chapter 4, which is the temptation narrative in the wilderness. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, 
He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Matthew 4, verse 6. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and began to minister to him. Matthew 4, verse 11. In the temptation narrative of Jesus, the devil cites a passage from Psalm 91, where God's angels would presumably rescue Jesus if he jumped off the high place as a spectacle for others. There is a distinguishing there between the angels and the person whom the angels will rescue. And even the devil there describes the latter person as the Son of God, as God's messianic king. At the conclusion of the temptation, angels came up to Jesus and ministered to him. The verb for minister is diakoneo, and this verb is never used in Scripture with angels as the object. In other words, the Bible never depicts the act of someone ministering unto angels. So it is very unlikely that these angels are ministering to Jesus as an angel. The angels come up and minister to Jesus. They remain distinct, and Matthew makes sure that they are not confused. Our fourth point today is looking at the angels and Jesus' second coming. I'm going to read the very important passage out of Matthew 24, verse 36. This passage says, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Matthew 24, verse 36. In this passage, where Jesus admits his ignorance on the point of when the second coming will occur, Jesus distinguishes himself from the angels of heaven. It is clear that there are two categories clearly mentioned of those who are unaware of the day and hour of the second coming. And Jesus says, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son. So Jesus includes himself in the category of those who do not know the day or the hour of the second coming, but at the same time, he distinguishes himself as the Son of God from those angels in heaven. Clearly there, Jesus is distinguishing himself from the angelic host. And our fifth and final point today is looking at the angels and Jesus' resurrection. This is coming out of Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 2. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said, come and see where he was lying. 
Matthew 28, verses 2 through 6. At the resurrection of Jesus, an angel of the Lord reappears, having appeared in the birth narratives at the beginning of Matthew's gospel. Just as we observed in the birth narratives, this angel of the Lord is clearly distinguished from the risen Jesus. There is no indication on the part of Matthew to depict the risen Jesus as an angel of the Lord. So, in conclusion, we have observed that the Gospel of Matthew has about a dozen passages where both Jesus and heavenly angels are mentioned together, giving Matthew ample opportunity to describe Jesus as an angel if that was his intention. However, this never once occurs. First, we noted that whenever an angel of the Lord spoke of Jesus, it always regarded Jesus as someone other than himself. There is no indication that Matthew thought or wanted his readers to infer that Jesus was, is, or has become an angel of the Lord. Second, there is a concentration of passages that associate the Son of Man, who is the apocalyptic human figure, with angels. However, the manner of this association is that where the angels are coming with the Son of Man or belong to the Son of Man. The Son of Man and the angels are always carefully distinguished and are never confused. Third, angels are spoken of within the temptation narrative as approaching and ministering to Jesus. Since the Bible never places angels as the object of the verb to minister, then this further suggests that Matthew never had in mind the equating of Jesus with the angelic host of heaven. Fourth, when Jesus describes those who are ignorant of the timing of the second coming, he specifically mentions two groups, the angels of heaven and the Son of God. This statement suggests that the Son of God is not one of the heavenly angels. Lastly, the resurrection announcement to those who were first to arrive at the empty tomb concludes the Gospel of Matthew just as it began, with an angel of the Lord speaking about Jesus as someone other than himself. In sum, Matthew clearly depicts Jesus as the Messiah, the human Son of Man, who was brought into existence at his miraculous birth in the womb of Mary. Jesus is not, was not, and has not become a heavenly angel, according to the Gospel of Matthew. If you would like to support the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, please check out this episode's description for a PayPal link to donate. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to us at the podcast. Again, my name is Dustin Smith. Until next time, you folks take care.